Okay, what's up, everybody? It's Rachel Beffa back with another episode of Beverages with Beffa. Except this time, I have a very special guest, my junior year roommate, Maria De La Soto. <laughs> Hi, guys. How's it going? <laughs> This is definitely going to be a podcast of us just in fits of giggles because, yeah, yeah, we both (laughs) have the most, the best time with each other. So, Maria, do you want to tell us what we are drinking today as our beverage? Um, We are drinking chocolate milk, specifically 2% milk with Nesquik powder. Oh, is From Costco. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. And this is is your favorite drink? Um, yeah. Um, when I was growing up, I think I had it every night for five straight years after soccer practice. Like what years? Like kindergarten through fifth, no. or like fifth through freshman year? It high was school, probably or? like seventh grade through like sophomore year, somewhere okay. around there. It was like high school and middle school. Okay. Both years. Yeah. Okay. So this podcast is going to be all about Maria de los Santos because she has a huge impact on my life. (laughs) So I'm trying to keep it real with you guys and keeping it real is to let you in on who's in my life. So it was only fair that Maria, who's my roommate this year, is on the podcast first. (laughs) Yeah. So Maria, can you give us a little bio about you? Just Um, like how we became roommates Mm -hmm. yeah and just like how we met basically we met freshman year yeah okay um well I was born in Mexico I have uh, I've lived in Mexico of course since I was born there um New York Michigan and then in Dallas Dallas is where my family is currently at I have four younger siblings one brother three sisters (laughs) Were you about to say four younger sisters? Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but no. I have one brother. He's in college, and I play soccer here at Benedictine College, and I'm majoring in business management and international business because I went to Spain over the summer <laughs> to study abroad for a month, and I also did the Camino de Santiago. Just got to put that out there. Um, after college, I'm moving to Spain for a year, and I'm going to teach English and travel the world. Um, I'm Catholic. <laughs> I live with Rachel Beffa. And I, don't think they, I don't think they knew that. No, I, yeah, I, I, I had to say my bio. But, okay, how, I think that's a good bio, right? Yeah. Okay, so how we met, I'd say just soccer practice mm-hmm. first. Well, it was kind of like on Zoom. When you were, like, knitting. I was sewing. <laughs> sewing, sewing, sorry. I but, didn't knit. Yeah, sorry. But, um, like, in person was probably, like, the first day of school here. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, because we had COVID our freshman uh, year, so we couldn't really see each other in also, each other's I rooms. Lived, I, yeah. Also, I was just was really shy freshman year. I yeah. didn't really talk to you that much. Yeah. But, so then sophomore year came around, and we, like... Didn't, you were in Liz and I was in McDonald's, so we mm-hmm. didn't really hang out either Mm-mm. because I was still kind of shy. And um, but then I don't know when that happened. But then I started coming kind of visiting you mm-hmm. in um, Liz when you were on call. Yeah, FYI, if you guys don't know this, I was an RA, so I was a resident assistant. So when she says she's coming to visit me on call, I had a one night a week mm-hmm. that I sat in an office and was like, wasn't it Sundays? Yeah, Sundays first semester, and then 
I think it was Tuesday's second so. semester. Yeah. 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 So, like, first semester I came to visit you, like, maybe once or twice. Yeah. I remember because I would come with Nina mm-hmm. every once in a while. Yeah. And then, so that's how we kind of became friends. And then we kind of established that we kind of wanted to be, like, live together. Mm-hmm. Just because we were both, like, on the same type of path and, like, had the same values. Mm-hmm. And so then um, we just kind of, like, second semester came around and we're like, yeah, we kind of do really want to live with each other. Yeah. And so then we found other people to live with. Mm-hmm. And yeah, now we're roommates. Yeah. I think the biggest turning point for us was like the USA versus Mexico uh, game. Yeah, uh-huh. And we were watching, oh, it was the KU basketball national championship game on another yeah, screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they you were, were in playing. your Mexico jersey and mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Maria from Mexico is obviously a Mexico soccer fan. Of course. And the World Cup is coming up, so we are going to be on opposing sides if the World Cup, in the World Cup, if the U.S. ever plays Mexico. Or Spain. Oh, yeah, or Spain, because <laughs> she did study abroad. Because I'm also from Spain now. Yeah. Spain's <laughs> basically her personality right now. Yeah. Um, so that's how we pretty much became roommates, and then we kind of mm-hmm. found the other two somehow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you talked about studying abroad. Yes. And I kind of want to go into depth on that, because oh, okay. you loved it uh, uh-huh, everything uh-huh. i heard from you you loved spain uh-huh, yeah yeah so one of the biggest things like traveling is like even in the states people don't really know how to like find a routine with christ mm-hmm. or like what to do where to go especially like well you do you're fluent in spanish spanish is your mm-hmm. first language mm-hmm. so like how did you find christ in spain okay um sorry excuse me um but basically at first it was tough just because like new city like literally across the world like didn't know what was happening like and most of the people there knew some spanish but not a lot so it was like difficult to like figure out like where the churches were and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but after a while like maybe the first week well of course like sunday mass of course we figured that out but then it was just, like, trying to find what to do, like, where abroad. Like, you're going to want to um, look at different places, like, see new cities and stuff like that. And, like, you're going to get carried away with, like, everything about, like, being abroad and, like, trying new things. But then also you still have to have Christ and all that, right? Mm-hmm. So what me and my group try to do was we try to find, like, a different church to go to every time. We oh, went some cool. somewhere and, like... Like, during the week, five days a week, we're in Valladolid. And so then we tried to, like, we tried to go to daily mass, like, every day. Like, it, of course, we didn't go every day. But when we could, we would, like, there's probably, like, ten different Catholic churches in Valladolid. So we tried to go to every single one of them wow. and um, go to daily mass. So we still had some Christ, like, Christ was still in our life. But at the same time, we were being able to explore Mm -hmm. the city because we were going to a different church seeing like it was like since i'm fluent in spanish it was really cool to see the different types of masses that they Mm do in spain versus in mexico in the u.s because i'm able to like like i'm able to participate Mm -hmm. not like everybody else is just able to be there and like participate but like not actually give responses because they don't speak spanish yeah and so it's cool being able to like see the different mannerisms that they do and like stuff like that and like um so that was like one way that we tried 
to like I tried and like my group tried to do it was just trying to go to different churches and like explore the um Christ and Spain is very very Catholic in its culture but like the people aren't Catholic if that makes sense okay yeah yeah a little bit can you go yeah yeah. a little deeper okay so like everything in Spain is Catholic like architecture yeah okay everything like the museums everything is like we went to the national museum in Valladolid Mm -hmm. literally every single sculpture was about Jesus Christ wow which is like you don't get that here like you go to a museum here and it's like weird random art that's like a chair sitting there or something and (laughs) and so we like go to different places like that like in Spain and it was like the church there and like the weird thing was that nobody believed. Like, the people who would talk about and, like, make, give us our the tour knew all the history about Jesus Christ, but didn't believe. So they would just, like, glance over? Yeah. Okay. But, like, they knew every single thing about Jesus. Like, they knew all his history, just they didn't believe in him. Which was really crazy for me to, like, wrap my head around the fact that they knew so much. Like, they know they knew more than me. And, like... They knew more, but they still didn't believe, mm-hmm. which doesn't make sense. Yeah, like that's, how, that's weird. Like, how do you know how, so much about Christ, but then don't believe in him? You know? Yeah, it's like saying, "Oh yeah, they're a real person," but like, I know everything about them, but yeah, actually, you're not standing right in front of me. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's that's really weird. Yeah, so it was like really challenging just to like figure out like why that was and stuff, mm-hmm. and it's just like how their cultures like become and like Spain is very very liberal not that's one thing that's like not good but their culture is really Catholic in like the historic way and then another thing that really got me deeper into my faith was doing the Camino of Santiago the way of St. James if people don't know you can go I know you want to go more into depth on that Um, give us some more of that (laughs) the Camino was my favorite thing ever in this world um so what is the Camino? Oh, yeah, oh, oh, right, yeah. Right, that's right. the people so, need to know what is. Basically, the there's like I'll give you the whole story. Um, Saint James, like the apostle, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus's friend. He, when Jesus was like, go out and like show the world about the gospel, the and, gospel, yeah, and all that, blah blah blah. Yeah. So he went to Spain. That was where he got sent. Okay. <clears throat> and so he was sent to Spain and was evangelizing and all the stuff, right? And then he got sick. And so when he got sick, he was like, I don't want, like, I want to go back to, where is he from? I don't, but like, Jerusalem? Yeah, Jerusalem, I think. What? Wait. Israel? Yeah, we'll go with that. (laughs) FYI, we are not like geography majors or theology majors. Yeah. We believe in Jesus Christ, but please don't come don't at us fact after. Check us. Yeah, we are not. <laughs> we are not fact people, and we apologize in advance. Yeah. Uh huh. So this is like what this what story I got. So this is what I say. Okay. This is not my fact. Okay. Facts, okay. Okay. But basically, he got sick and went back to where he was from. We're saying Israel right yeah, now. Yeah. If or it's Jerusalem. wrong. Yeah. The Holy Land. The Holy Land. The Holy Land. There the Holy you go. Land. There you go. Right. And so he went back and died over there, right? And then legend has it that he was like, he died over there, but he wanted his body to be buried buried in Spain 
So his body, like the people that worked for St. James or like... Worked under him? Yeah, or like buried him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, or like we're going to bury him, put Mm -hmm. him on a boat and that boat got all the way up to Spain. Okay. Yeah, and it like was on the coast of Spain and so then like these farmers that were um, by the coast found like the dead body of St. James and were like, "What, what is this? And they wanted to, like, respect him. They didn't know who it was yet. And so they buried him in Spain, like, in this random part, right? So then, I don't know how many years later... Uh, you, you really know your history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this farmer was tending to his land. Yeah. Is that how you say it? Yes. Uh-huh. Tending to his land, and then a shower of stars was just in this one spot. In the land that he was tending. Like one solid spot. And he was like, well, this is really weird. I don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. So he called his the priest that was like of that um, like city, I guess. Mm-hmm. And was like, I don't know what's happening here. Like, can you help me figure this out? Because mm-hmm. this is like when they're like really Catholic. So like everybody believed in Christ, right? Yeah. And so then they, like, figured out that it was the tomb of St. James. So okay. they built um, a church on top of it. Okay. Like a little chapel. And so then over the years, they just, like, built a huge one. It is beautiful. But I have to retrace my steps in this story, okay? Okay. So before all St. James happened, they, people in Europe, or, like, yeah, People in Europe thought that Spain was the end of the world. Like, before Christopher Columbus, like, sailed the ocean blue. Yeah, Spain was under the world? The end of the world. End of the world. Yeah, end of the world. I thought you said under the world. No. Mm -mm. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) We're sitting less than five feet away and I still can't hear her. This is terrible. (laughs) Um, But basically, so they thought that Spain was the end of the world. Just because, like, they hadn't explored North Mm -hmm. America yet. So people would walk the north of Spain to the end of the world, which was called Finisterre, which means end of the earth in Spanish. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for being our translator. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And so they would walk there and they would see, because they also thought that the sun died every day, so they would go see the sun die every day. Which is sunset. Yeah, which okay. is the sunset. So they would do a walk all the way to the beach, but then St. James's tomb was buried on this, like, road that they would walk to the end of the world. So then that's how it became the Camino or the Way of St. James. It's because people already walked all the way to the end of the world that they stopped at the Camino, like, at the... The chapel. Yeah, the tombs of St. James Uh to see him or, like, see his tomb because of, like, he was close to Jesus Christ, yeah. and, like, people wanted to see that. Mm-hmm. And so then one of the kings in France was like, I want to see this. Like, he's been doing miracles. I want to see the church. And so he walked from France to the tomb, and that's how the way of St. James happened. And so now thousands wow. of people walk every day to go see the tomb of St. James, and I did that. Wow. Yeah. And how long was your walk? Five days. Um, <laughs> but, but, but it was five days and you'd walk like 12, yeah. 13 miles a day, which was super tough. But at the same time, it was really easy because I had Jesus on my side. 
Go off, Maria. I love that. <laughs> okay, so this, we, I love talking about studying abroad, and I'm so glad you're drinking your mm-hmm. chocolate milk. I love this. Mm-hmm. This is a great episode so far. So, currently, because mm-hmm. Spain was last summer, mm-hmm. I want you to tell me what is Christ currently doing in your life? What is Christ? Mm. Yeah. What is Christ doing in your life right now? Um. Or like, yeah. What's he working on in your life right now? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Kidding, no. Um, it's... That's a reasonable answer. It, yeah, it's a season of, um, see, I was actually just praying about this, but it's just a season of being present in the moment, mm-hmm. because right now, my, like, not in a boastful way, but my life right now is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, my friends are good, like, everything is really good, mm-hmm. and it's the season of being grateful for what Christ has given me. Um, because past few years have been, like, have had a few tough moments, and right now, it's been really good, just, like, with the friends that I have, and, like, the moment that I am, and so I think right now, it is just trying to, like, being grateful. Like, a season of gratefulness? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's reasonable. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. FYI, Maria did not get... For all the listeners, Maria did not get a inside look of what her uh, questions would mm-hmm, be. Mm-hmm. These are real responses. She has no idea what I'm asking her next. Yeah. So all the questions that I asked her <laughs> for and all the ones that I will ask, she has no idea what they are. None yeah. of them are bad, but yeah, they are raw. Yeah, this is, this is <laughs> unedited information and audio from yeah. Maria de los Santos. Okay, so you are a big family. You mentioned that when we mm-hmm. talked about like who Maria is. How has your family influenced your life? Just, like, you can give me, like, biggest things that they've done in your life or, like, mm-hmm. biggest influence they've had on you, biggest moments they were there and you were like, yes, that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What do you think? Um, I'm an introvert. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but, no, 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 this makes sense. Because as, like, I was such an introvert when I was in high school and in middle school. And, like, I didn't have the greatest of friends just because I went to a small school of 26 mm-hmm. people. Very small. 26 that, people in your class? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Graduating okay. class. Guys and girls. And so I didn't have a lot of range of people to hang out with. And some of them were really good, but some of them were good, right? And for me, as an introvert, I like to stay home. Mm-hmm. And, like, weekends, like, I was fine with, like, staying home mm-hmm. and, like, hanging out with my parents. And so just, like, spending time with them has been, like, the biggest thing. Because, like, also, like, my entire family is in Mexico. I call my family, like, my cousins and grandparents. Mm-hmm. And, like, some people don't understand that. But, like, my family is in Mexico except for my, like, parents and siblings. Mm-hmm. And, like, growing up, we would go to Mexico for, like, a month over the summer and just be there with them and like we would go to my grandpa's ranch and all stay in the same house like all the cousins all the aunts and uncles the singles can you give us like a range like oh like estimate how many people would be in this in this house yeah um so my grandpa and grandma that's two she's doing quick math yeah, yeah. um my family five no six six because i'm gonna blow i'm not born yet oh <laughs> Sorry, Annabelle. No, yeah. This is um, six. And then my other cousins had five. And their parents? Yeah. Seven. No, 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 no. Five. Three total. kids? Yeah, okay. so. Thirteen. Thirteen plus another five. Four. 
17? 17 plus another... Four. This is, this is really good estimating. Yeah. This is exact four. numbers, everybody. Yeah, it is exact numbers. 21. Four. Okay. Plus two. 23. 23. 23 people in this house. Yeah. 23 wow. people in the house. How big was the house? Like, how many... Oh, beds? my grandpa made it so that okay. we could all stay in that house. He wanted everybody to yeah, like, have Yeah, so he bought this ranch for his family and mm-hmm. for his kids and his nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. So that we could all be there together. Like, that's where I had my first communion, mm-hmm. was at the ranch. Wow. While my cousin got baptized. Like, we all, like... You're very close to your mm-hmm, extended family. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it was just, like... What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> how has your family influenced your life? Oh, I don't know how it's influenced me, but I'm just, like, really, really close to them. Okay. <laughs> um, I just think they've influenced me in, like, the fact that spend time with people yeah. if that makes sense that makes sense because like if you don't spend time with them and like like it's hard like my family's all the way in mexico yeah and if i like don't spend time with them then i'm not like people can be close without like being close spending time mm-hmm. with them but like the way that i was raised was like spending time with my family yeah i've only spent two christmases or three christmases in the u.s without my family FYI, she's 20 years old. Yeah. So, 17 years. Yeah. With family in Mexico. Yeah. So, it was, like, always, like, just being together. Like, community. Community. Yes. Community. Community. That's how it's influenced me. Having a good community. Oh. Mm -hmm. Wow, you're just speaking truth over (laughs) here. (laughs) Okay, so, this is a little more personal. Mm. Once again, she does not know this question. Okay. Can you give us... You said that you're in a season of gratefulness. Mm-hmm. But can you give us something that you are struggling with right now? And oh. how are you getting through it? It can be classes. It can be, like, my prayer life is tough. Okay. It can be, I just don't get up in the morning. Okay. <laughs> um, Something I'm struggling with is... um. You can be generalized. Generalized? Yeah. Okay. Um, not being able to see how... Let me see how to word this. What I've been able to accomplish mm-hmm. in three years after working really hard. That's what you're struggling with? Yeah. And... That, that didn't make any sense. No? No. Cool. Awesome. Let's reword that. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm struggling with, like, I guess also being at peace with the things that I have right now. Yeah, you're struggling to be at peace with, like, your decisions that you have to make? Yeah. Okay. Also, I miss my family. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to Maria's siblings and parents. Yeah, um, that's something I've always struggled with since yeah. I've come to college mm-hmm. just because I'm such a homebody mm-hmm. that being eight hours away from them and only seeing them once a semester is really really hard yeah but um that's just the daily struggle that I've learned how to but deal you with. you got to see them last weekend yeah, yeah. I surprised them in New York Woo-woo. um but so twice in one semester pretty good first time yeah in uh, like three four years. years yeah three years yeah yeah we're juniors not yeah. seniors um but yeah so that's something that's really hard for me just being away from my family and like my little sister is in first grade and yeah Annabelle and she's hitting all these milestones and I'm not there for it like her first day of school wasn't there for it when she learned English 
wasn't there for it. Yeah, FYI, if you guys, like, this is a really random fact, but Maria de los Santos did not learn English <laughs> until she was a kindergartner. Like, yeah. she learned English at my first day yeah school. at her first day of school because mm-hmm. her parents only spoke spanish to her which is so cool mm-hmm. like that's mind-boggling to me, <laughs> which i just think is awesome yeah but yeah so that's something i struggle with is just missing like all the milestones of my siblings like mm-hmm. my brother going to college like my sisters aren't in her senior year like missing like her homecoming her prom mm-hmm. and like all that stuff and like my other sister like soccer games and like stuff like that that like Stuff that the rest of my family gets to do, but yeah. I'm all the way over here, so I can't do that. Yeah. Simple things that we took for granted, like, yeah. in high school. Yeah, for sure. That's really... It hits you hard in college. Yeah, it Espe- does. Like, you're... So, FYI, if you guys don't know where Benedictine College is, a lot of the listeners are just <laughs> my family members and friends of us. But Benedictine College is in Atchison, Kansas, which is basically, like, right on the border of Kansas, Missouri. And Maria has to take a flight to and from home every time mm-hmm. she comes to or goes from the I I'm a pro at flying if anybody needs help. Yeah. <laughs> and I am in a very different boat. I live an hour away from my house. So like we're in two very different situations but She's yeah. also the youngest. Uh, yes, I'm also the <laughs> youngest and Maria is the oldest. Yeah. Somehow we make it work. Yeah. Um yeah, so homesickness is not something people no. mention like freshman mm-hmm. year college. Mm-hmm. That's pretty big. I cried every day of my freshman year. <laughs> Way to just get deep on the podcast, Maria. But I'm okay, guys. I am okay. So how did you get through your crying every day? Because um, you're not crying right now. Yeah, no, I'm not crying. I don't cry that much anymore. Yeah. Or, like, because of that. But you just have to get through it. I don't know. I just <laughs> got through it. Um, like, did friends help you? Did, like, no, prayer? Really. It was mostly prayer. Mm-hmm. And, like, just know that, like, there's a reason... That was really That was my loud. neck yeah. cracking, everybody. <laughs> Maria just made the... Mm. She did not enjoy that. <laughs> but... <laughs> Probably got all on the mic, too. <laughs> okay, homesickness. Go yeah. back. Okay. The way that I um was able to, like, overcome... Well, no, I'm still homesick. I haven't overcome it. And I don't think I ever will. Just because I'm so close to my family. But the way that I was able to, like, be okay with it, I guess. Yeah. Was, like knowing that I'm here for a reason like Mm -hmm. there's plenty of great schools in Dallas and in Texas that I could have gone to Mm -hmm. and been really close to my family Mm -hmm. but I came all the way over here for a reason and like I I mean I kind of know that reason now is just because of like the community and like the people are great here and all that blah 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 everybody the whole spiel yeah (laughs) but I took college the best place (laughs) but um like there's a reason that I came over all the way over here and like trying to figure that out is way better than just sulking over not being close to my family like enjoying the moments yes awesome that was such a good answer (laughs) oh thanks okay these are more like laid back questions Uh, but i want to do like rapid fire with uh you because i want first response i don't want okay Okay. so maria and i are huge soccer fans Uh um what is your favorite team and favorite player not including mexico or spain um, but you can like do a pl- Premier League. Like, um, you can you pick. I want national team and wait. That's your not fair. Team. I can't just pick. Sorry, if you ha- if Mexico and Spain were kicked off the face of the earth, who would you choose? Not the Netherlands. That's for <laughs> sure. Okay, no era penal. No era penal. 
no idea what that means, but... It was in a PK, 2014 World Cup. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Maria's Quarter not finals. better about it. Anyways, uh-huh. okay. Um, It would probably be... <laughs> you gotta finish the question. <laughs> Argentina. Okay. Favorite player. It can be anybody. Ochoa. Okay. Memocha. Tell us why. Oh, he he's just amazing uh, soccer player. No, um, he's the best goalie in the Mexico team ever. Okay. <laughs> Love that. Best World Cup song and why? Oh, that's so hard. I know, but you sat on your bed one night listening to all the World Cup yeah, songs. Yeah, I did. Um, I I have to be basic and just say Waka Waka. Mashkira. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the Brazil ones are really good, too. Yeah, what's the, we listened to the one for this year. Haya, haya. Yeah, if you guys haven't hiya, listened to that hiya, song, hiya. it's amazing. Haya, haya. Haya, haya. Who's it by? Uh, some Trinidad and some other some, person. Some, 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 mm-hmm. not the country. Trinidad and Tobago, No, 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 like just... the person, Trinidad. Trinidad, just Trinidad. I think so. Okay, don't call don't me on fact that. Us. Don't fact check us on Mm-mm. that. Okay, so, you sleep talk. I mean, I guess. I, I'm telling the world. Never you, witnessed that before. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, so I, as Maria's roommate, I have a responsibility to t- help her remember what she mm-hmm. says in her sleep talking. Do you ever, like, remember or feel yourself sleep talking? No. Like, never in your life? Mm-mm. Like, and, and this is a funny fact. Maria does not remember her dreams. Mm-mm. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Yeah. The only reason I know that I sleep talk is because of my roommates and my parents and, like, my family. When did you first learn that you started? Probably, like, like in middle school. Like, you didn't sleep talk? Did you have your own room growing up? Uh, no, not. So, you didn't start sleep talking until middle school? Probably. Interesting. Yeah. Are all your, I mean, you... I'm the only one that sleep talks. What about Anna Boleyn? She has night terrors. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) But that's just big childhood things that people have. I didn't have those. <laughs> well, I don't know, but she doesn't sleep talk. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, you have talked about, we didn't mention this in the podcast already, but I, since I know Maria personally, uh-huh. I want to know how soon until you get your tattoo. Oh, um. Just know your mom might be listening to this podcast. No, it's a lip tat for everybody. I don't know when <laughs> I'm going to get it. But Can you tell people what you're what you think about getting. Think about getting? It's yeah. hard now because I was like minutes away from getting my lip tat in Spain, but the tattoo place was closed and it was our last day there, so we weren't able to get it. I was gonna get it with Mia Stevens and Jackie Cardenas. Jacqueline, sorry. And we weren't able to get it. Haven't talked to them about that yet. So we gotta figure that out. But also my home from back, my home from back. Yeah, no. I don't. That wasn't mm. no. My friend from back home from high school also wants to get a lip tap with me. So I gotta f- no, 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 just the bottom one. Oh, I FYI, I pointed <laughs> to my upper and lower lip because she talked about getting two no, lip no, tattoos. No. Yeah. So I'm I have like, to what are you gonna do? Space them out? No. Or? So I have to figure out who I'm gonna get a tattoo. Okay. With. Maybe mm-hmm. you get one on the inside of your cheek. Yeah. Or maybe just like when one just wears do a face out. Tat. No, when one wears out, I'll just get the other one. I think you should get a teardrop mm-hmm. right underneath yeah. your eye. No. Okay. No. So final question. Well, actually, I have two more. But okay. final question. That's like serious. Okay. I guess the last question is kind of serious. Oh. But okay. It's not. It's not as serious. Um, what is one piece of advice you would give to? Your younger self or someone who is thinking about going to college far away from home? Um, I didn't take into consideration how far 
I was going to be and how much I was going to miss my family. Mm-hmm. And I think it was for the best. Because if I would have known that I would only get to see my family once a semester, I would have 100% no said no. You would have gone closer to home. Yeah. Okay. So I think, I mean, unless money is like a factor and you can't pay for flights to come to like wherever you're going to, like I think... You shouldn't take, um, whatever it's called, distance into consideration when you're deciding where to go, Mm -hmm. because, like, it'll always work out. Yeah, any place can be called home with the right people. Mm -hmm. Super good. Came up with that on my own, did not read that. Okay, give us a final question. Okay. Favorite prayer or saint? Favorite prayer and favorite saint. Oh, if um, you have one. If not, you can just be like, St. James had a huge impact on me. Cause I no, I was going to say St. James. St. Um, James and St. Teresa of Avila. Okay. Avila, because I went to Avila where she was born. You don't have to talk like this okay. into the mic. Sorry. <laughs> I went to Avila where she was born in Spain, of course, mm-hmm. and learned everything about her. I'm reading a book about her right now, mm-hmm. and she's super cool. And then, well, I walked the way of St. James, mm-hmm. which is like super super cool and had such a big impact in my life and then my favorite pair is probably the guardian angel pair okay yeah wow (laughs) (laughs) well this concludes our first podcast with a guest Mm -hmm. and it was of course my roommate maria (laughs) de los santos how do you feel being the first guest um i feel very honored yeah Yeah. (laughs) thoughts on the host uh very very good 10 out of 10 Oh, good, yeah. good. Mm-hmm. And she chocolate? also, yeah, she also the made milk? the chocolate milk 10 out of 10. Good, excellent. Okay, so everybody, just want to give you some prayers going into your week. We'll be praying for all you listeners. And come back next week for another episode with Beverages with Beffa, where we buckle up and enjoy the ride together. All right, talk to you guys soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>